Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Teaching Flashpoint Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Holick. Super excited to be with you guys. And as always, our goal is to catch those transformational conversations and moments in education with stories and colleagues and students, uh, student voices. So we're going to ring that bell and get started in this one. We're just going to talk a little bit about national board certification, the NBCT process, that national board professional teaching standards. Um, so we will jump right back in it. So I first want to start with a little bit of a story. Uh, during the summer of 2014, I met a terrific person named Jessica um, at a Colorado Education Initiative and Department of Education conference in the mountains near Aspen. Um, Jessica was a, is a middle school teacher and instructional coach, and she was also something called National Board Certified. And I thought to myself, what in the world is that? Uh, so I asked, and it sounded fascinating, complicated, and at that time, uh, sounding way more complicated than fascinating, uh, where she sort of took, took you through the process and, um, just a little bit about it. Uh, but a friend and colleague of mine, Betty, was, uh, with me and part of the conversation, and both of us, um, just had the idea of just, it, for both of us, it just wouldn't go away, that particular idea. And we met later that summer on a patio and discussed what it might look like for us. And we were intrigued, but well, of course, you make the excuses of being busy and it's not being the right time. And we shelved it, and it would be the it wouldn't be until the following summer on a different patio uh, when we would commit actually to the national board process. It really came down to it was just next for us. And I bring up Betty and Jessica, um, and I'll introduce deuce also betty's husband kevin for one thing uh for national board you need support you absolutely uh need friends and i was extremely lucky to have them um on board jessica would be an invaluable resource and coach and cheerleader and kevin uh betty's husband uh who is also uh, in education as a superintendent would support both of us betty and i would certainly have to support each other um, but before I really dive in, I want to take a moment to describe how this experience with NBCT truly propelled me as a professional. I mean, most teachers will describe this as the single most significant and individualized professional development they've ever experienced. Um, and really, they aren't not being hyperbolic. NBCT is a major shift in finding out who you are as a teacher. Everything about the process connects and resonates with you as a professional. Um, are you an expert in your disciplinary knowledge? Are you ready to video yourself in the classroom? Are you ready to examine your relationships with your students uh, as well as your colleagues? Uh, evaluate some of the methods and strategies that you use, been using that you shouldn't be using anymore and need to redesign. You end up cringing at some of the things you say when working throughout the classroom. Uh, are you ready to truly examine data gathered from your own students and think about next steps? I mean, truly think about next steps. Are are you ready to question yourself and reflect on where you've been, what you're doing, uh, where you want to be? That was the national board process. So I wanted to invite a friend in and have a conversation about this process and 
hopefully put at ease those of you who are going through it or thinking about doing it and uh, even make those of you who are going through it just chuckle a little bit. I'm reminded of the stories, so uh, stay tuned here. All right, welcome back. Um, in studio here, I'm with uh, Betty Ayton. I mentioned in the intro um, a little bit of a story of us and Jessica and Kevin and you and how you and I went in and out, but I'll give you a chance to say hello and let everyone know what you sound like, I suppose. Hello, one and all. <laughs> um, in the intro, I was uh, really sort of getting at this idea of needing support and uh, just friends to take you through this process because it was so daunting and just trying to read through the instructions. Do you remember just reading through the instructions? Oh my gosh, what I remember is this. First of all, thinking, okay, this is perfect opportunity both for us timing-wise in our professional part of our, our, our world. We weren't first-year teachers. We weren't, you know, so, so it was just good timing professionally for us to take this on, I thought. And then the idea that, okay, let's do it together. Let's keep each other accountable. Let's keep each other on track. I love that idea. But holy moly, trying to go through the the directions and how we would throw everything up on that whiteboard in your room and we could do this and this. The first document was oh. like 40 pages or something yeah. and you had to break. The, it was a test in close reading yeah, just for you. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. And then we thought, well, this isn't so bad. I think that was part of our arrogance to some degree. Frankly. Yeah, probably you're you're right, and that we were in it for so long, and then I was <clears throat> 15 years in at that point. Yep. Um, you're a little bit farther along than I am, so yeah, I thought, oh, we can, we do, can this. do this. We're pretty good teachers. Yeah, one of the things I keep thinking about is the the fear of it, right? I think for a lot of teachers, they see this document, they maybe not quite sure what National Board is. It's really independent. It's it's the ultimate independent study for your professional development because no, there's no no one's taking you through it. There's there's really no mentor unless you go find one. There's no cohort group or a class like you would do for a graduate right. seminar of any sorts. And so you really have to cling on to somebody. But and did I, you feel that fear? I did. And I think that was self-imposed. I thought, you know, that, oh, my gosh, this is this is too big. I can't possibly do it. Maybe I'm not as skilled enough to do it. Maybe um, this is for those really, like, you know, teacher of the year kind of teachers, national teacher of the year's sort of ideas, and I'm, I, I'm not there by any stretch. I'm just, I'm just. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Right? I just come in. I try to do the best I can with kids. I try to make it engaging. Uh, I think yeah. I work with my colleagues well. I think I can handle data or I can get my That's feedback right. and reflect. I think. I think. I think I do it. Mm-hmm. And the idea of now having to somehow try to prove it. Is, was was that was also scary? Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was thinking about the components uh, as well, right? Right, that the assessments that we had to do. There's yeah. those, those four moments of one of the multiple choice testing and the video. And I actually <clears throat> did quite a bit of reflection on the video, not even just during the process, but afterwards. Thinking about videoing yourself is, you know, we see a trend of administrators or teachers using that as more of an evaluative or uh, reflective tool for just on the side not even national board process just it's good practice to take a look at yourself it is good practice you can not only see yourself teaching but you can also then go holy cow i didn't see that from my students 
you know, whether it's the face or the lack of understanding or the excitement of what you're doing. Yeah, you and I share a lot. Well, I'll, I'll, and then there's those two other assessments, right? The, uh, uh, the one about students. Uh, lesson planning, right, and submitting your own lessons and working with the whole group and working with a small group and what that's like for you. And differentiation. Um, yeah. We had to do differentiation. Definitely thinking about all of you. And we understood after the process of, oh, my goodness, if I have 30 kids in class, that means I have now 30 learners. I don't right. have three, you know, three tasks or three tools to, yeah. to use to differentiate. I'm really thinking about modeling it mm-hmm. um, and a lot. And then there was that final, uh, which is, kind of lining up with the core proposition of uh, you're part of a professional learning community and thinking about the data and how you work with others and what is it that you do give back. Exactly. And how do they contribute to you? Um, I know that I had two teachers come in and observe me and give me some feedback specifically on this is what I'm looking at. Please help me. Not that they were national board, but just having another pair of eyes in a non-threatening kind of way was awesome. But then also going, okay, how am I helping them? Yeah, I think that's really a big <clears throat> takeaway for me as far as getting board certified was the vulnerability to it all. I didn't, there's a moment when you feel scared and you feel threatened and you have people coming in and you're looking at yourself and you're trying to, and, and everyone remarkably is really supportive because they, if they've heard of it, they understand it's a daunting process. And at the same time, you really have to be open to that, to the scars you're going to take. Yes, and being willing to uh, take criticism from the writings, from um, National Board when you submit your actual components, um, to even that accountability. You and I had decided, okay, well, we thought we would be able to get it done in a year. We'll do four components. There were plenty of missteps. In a year. And then when we really started boiling it down, we knew that we could not do it in a year. But we were committed to doing it. Okay, we need to get this done in two. And it took us a couple of times. I yeah. was I was thinking about that. It took us a couple of times to get started. We we thought about it one summer. Mm-hmm. I want to say summer of 2015, and then pushed it off. And then decided the following summer, 2016, on the patio somewhere. Yeah. Okay, let's let's bite the bullet. Let's yeah. do it. Let's jump in. What is this thing? If we drown, we drown. But at least we're there trying and trying to be better. Yeah, I just think that. That because we put a time frame on it, um, that helped us make sure that, okay, so we can't just sort of float our way through this component and see how it goes. No, no. We needed to stop. We needed to reflect. I think I did something like, oh my gosh, I want to say nine videos. <laughs> right? So let's talk about those because you got some good stories because I remember trying to put a tripod up. And in the, in the back, back of the room. in the back of the room, and trying to put it up high, or putting it up on a table so I can make sure I catch sound, because we were so worried about. Hey, board said if you if we can't decipher your videos, if we can't understand can't what students are it. saying, forget it. You can't edit it. Right. You can't piece together pieces. Oh my gosh, I didn't have a back a bookcase or something to stack it on, so I actually tied a string and dangled <laughs> the camera <laughs> from the backboard to so that you could see the whole class. And what did what? Of course, what happened is that that camera was swaying all the time. That was that was like the first attempt, and then the second attempt was trying to uh, carry a, a, a microphone on me 
But then you heard that of your, of your of shirt your, or yes, whatever. Yes, and all of that. Oh my goodness! And couldn't hear the students' replies unless I got like right down by them, which now I'm invading <laughs> their personal space. And they're like, "What you doing here, man? Get away!" Yeah, I ended up paying a kid in cheeseburgers yes. to just come in uh, during his off block so he can. Because it was really good for him to be able to sit down with groups that maybe I wasn't even working with so they can yeah. still catch what what they were talking about as far as a piece of reading or close reading or whatever it is they were after. So. And I did the same thing. I didn't buy them a cheeseburger. I bought them my love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why they did it. I had a girl who came in and did mine. And the first time she did it, her, she, her videoing was amazing. Yeah. My lesson sucked. Right? So now I'm like, oh, cripes. I guess I'm going to have to ask her again. And she ended up videotaping three different classes. Oh, God bless her for which coming meant in, yeah. three different lessons. Yeah. Right? Because you, you... And you're only needing to submit two 15-minute uh, segments, but yeah. Yeah, and you're thinking, okay, I got this lesson down, and here I videotape it, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can't even see the board. That's awesome. You know, because of the way the light reflected from the projector or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so her patience was really helpful. When it was when I finally got one that I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Hugged her. I was so that sense of relief that okay, who knew that would be the hardest part? Right. Right. I thought teaching it and educating America's future would be typical. No, no, that was <laughs> the technology oh. and the the, yeah. the logistics of trying to just video your tape coherently and making sure everyone can catch sound. Yeah, that was a fear. I remember submitting it. Thinking, gosh, I hope they could hear everything. I, yes. And I kept rerunning it. And me too. Trying to amplify sound, make sure I got it all, but it was uh, that was a bit of a journey too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as we we uh, jumped into this process, and part of what I wanted to get to, I was saying before, was the support this yeah. cohort, and yeah, maybe you could just talk to the listeners a little bit about how how important because man, doing it on your own, I, we saw some folks, we we saw some faces of people who started or was trying were trying to do it on their own so um you know of course you know we're supposed to have professional goals every teacher is and that was my professional goal was about national board and on part of the randa thing is that you have to put down who's going to be your your touchstone who's going to be your mentor or your whatever and i remember i put down jessica and who's amazing and when i went in and talked to my my uh, principal and I explained to him, there is nobody in the district to do that. We are having to seek outside help to get through this. And we would drive down to Denver. I think it was, what, once month to month kind of thing? Um, emails, Google sharing, all of that. But you get in there and you're looking at these, what, maybe 15? Did you say that was how many was in there? About 15, 12, 15? Yeah, it was a, it was a smaller smaller group. Some elementary, patch, some exactly. social studies. I remember a science, a high school science teacher, a middle school science teacher, yeah. And some of them were not where we were ready. We're in our same place that as far as like even prepared to get started on it. Um, and so you're like, okay, you're doing a quick assessment on the app. This is not somebody that I can... I can line up with. I need to be with people who are going to be right there with me in the trenches, doing some of the shoulder work with me. And that was hard to to figure out, too. Um, I mean, obviously, I had you and you had me, so that was nice because that was really nice. Yeah, it was common to hear stories about uh, teachers who 
had had submitted and were revising, right? Or teachers who were really stringing this out because you only have a certain window of time to be able to to make sure you execute all four components successfully and you submit everything and then you get the feedback and ah, you missed it by this. So go back and at least revise this component. But there were a lot of teachers who even our, even our mentor um, had, had had learned from some mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. For at least one component or something. Yeah. I think it says a testament to both of us that we did not get rejected on any of them, which means we worked our butts off to be successful we definitely made use of all resources available and created our own in some ways. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we were not going to. Well, I remember looking at you and, and going, man, I am only going to do this once. I'm going to put everything I have everything, to this one that's shot. Exactly right. And I'm not, I'm not talking about renewing mm-hmm. later. I'm just, just talking about this one go. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get the word back that I need to. Do component try, two again or something. Again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, and I was absolutely in the same boat as well. And I think that sense of um, the goal, right? I mean, it wasn't a superficial kind of, and if I make it okay. No, 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 it wasn't. Um, and I think partly, at least what kind of drove me a little bit was the cost. Yeah, you're right. I'm not willing to you know, throw away. Another four or $500 on a component to retake it. again. And I remember when we went in to do the multiple choice test and we, in the writing part, and there was a teacher there, and we were sitting there in the waiting room you know, with all the security and stuff, and uh, she was talking about how she hadn't really studied. She was just going to go to kind of see how it went. <laughs> and then we're sitting in the actual room with the headset and doing all of that business, and I'm hearing the, and her levels of frustration coming from her, her uh, cubicle, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she's doing this as a trial run at the cost of $600. And there was, there was a lot, right? There yeah. were case studies on there that you had to uh, then sort of write out what, what your plan of attack would be with a particular kid or a particular group or a reading strategy, which meant you had to have a lot of strategies. And, and because we're doing English literature at the secondary level, we had to know, like I know stuff about American Lit, of course, I teach that. I know stuff about British lit, but holy moly, they wanted to know some pretty obscure stuff yeah. that we had to be able to know, which is just demonstrating, hey, you're actually a teacher who knows your content. Yeah, that proposition, too, of, yeah. hey, you, you you know what you're doing as far as your and, content area And it wasn't even one. just content. It was some of it was, you know, what's PSYOP and how do you work that in? Yeah, the and teaching, the, the, the actual practice. teaching, right? Yeah. It's like a master's of practice. ed. Uh-huh. Um, and that alone, uh, yeah. I just I'm I'm glad uh, you were able to jump in on here uh, with me. It was just something uh, I think it was a huge step for us, right? Something that was very formative, something that was very impactful for us as far as our teaching careers go. And uh, many people I was saying at the opening how that is the single best professional development you can go through because of your the vulnerability you you sort of are subject to and. And uh, how much you learn and how much you grow. So let's think about some... I love your comment that you said. um, I think we were trying to get through, because we did component one and the differentiation component, which I think was two, maybe maybe it was three. I don't remember the numbers exactly. but And we were were in the middle of not the multiple choice part, but the the differentiation tasks. And um, you, you taught advanced kids. Yeah. So... 
trying to do differentiation when that band of students and their differences is a narrow gap. Is a narrow gap. Whereas mine, because I had more regular, typical students, mine was easier to do, but trying to find the kid that was more elevated was a little bit harder. So I think we had different challenges. But the thing that you're, the comment that you made that just has really stuck with me is I thought I was a good teacher until I did national board. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then I realized I hold to that phrase over and over. Yeah. And it's true. It's, that's why it's, it is the very best professional Personal yeah, you can. Oh, I can manage a classroom. I can think on the, uh, you know, off the top of my head. I can and think on my feet. I can. Which are the bits and pieces? Sure. Right. I can switch strategies mid-fly. Oh, this kid isn't getting it. This class isn't getting Uh it. You know what? I I could do all of that. I think I feel like I can, but national board makes you realize this is what I know. Yeah. I do well and what I don't. I think it was also, and I think both of you and I are in this place now. The the ability to take risks, right? Yeah. The confidence from doing that and to be able to rationalize and consistently reflect, right? We're constantly in that reflection cycle because of national board. And consistently trying to do new things. Yeah. Your Not design just, thinking and yes. genius hour and um, completely revamping of, you know, a, a, an English language arts curriculum that's not traditional. Hey, let's let's read this. Let's write the essay. Let's um, yeah. uh, do our discussion groups, whatever. Let's do true project-based learning. And we didn't know, you know, five years ago, we didn't know what that was. But yeah, it was just lingo, educational yeah. lingo, buzzwords that people throw out. That everybody goes, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Mm, no, no, you're not. And we know what it looks like now because we had to do it. So we'll just kind of finish up with some uh, some final thoughts then. Um, I say national board, and you want to tell the listeners what about it? Like, you know, for those for those folks who are hesitant, or for those folks who are nodding their heads along the way, going, "Oh, I know exactly what they're talking about." What are you thinking? Well, from a very selfish perspective, I guess first and foremost, I mean, it's the wisdom, right? What's in it for me is that at the end of everything that I send out professionally, I have those magic four letters after my name, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, I have the MA, of course, you do as well, and that's nice, but this tells everybody, hey, I am a master teacher. So not that I'm just a good teacher. I have evidence that shows I'm a master teacher. Yeah, You don't mess with me. I, got, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I can do these risks and these other things. And then on a broader stroke, I think we provided – at some level, maybe a model for, you know, the the newbie or the one who's in the middle of their teaching career that's kind of feeling stagnant a little bit. This is a great way to re-energize and rethink and refresh because if you are in the middle of your career, you got another 10, 15 years that you don't want to do where you are right now kind of idea. And I love that too. Yeah. What, you know, what, what's that? last part of your journey going to look like or that next half of mm-hmm. of your teaching chapters what are the what are those going to look like i i just remember the fear of being irrelevant and i thought man 10 years i've got this 12 years i, I tried to do some other things um with some literacy design stuff or right. or working with the gates foundation and it was those were interesting professional challenges and um, some really good formative moments again that sort of scaffolded me and mm-hmm. got me ready for uh, a national board, even though I didn't know I was going to do national board at that point. 
But yeah, the sphere of just, you said stagnant, the sphere of just doing the same thing and being okay with it or being content with it. And it works. The kids like the class. You're making relationships. You're, you're doing right by them. But at what point do you just keep giving yourself some motivation? And Well, and it's part of that idea that since we are teachers, I would suspect that 95, maybe hopefully more, 95% of teachers want to be lifelong learners. Yeah. And this is how professionally you can continue to learn, not just about the content or whatever, but also about yourself and how that affects those beings that are in your room day in and day out. It's awesome. I think that's a, a great place for us to stop. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on board here um, with me. I'm going to um, certainly remember our time together uh, and uh, all of those stories and just chuckling and sweating and laying out a load of documents across a couple of different tables, trying to check each other's work essentially yeah. too, making sure you had everything because you only got one shot at submitting Checking this. Do I have sure every I page? Do I? Yeah. Does this commentary sound like i i'm really reflecting about myself because it never really was about the kids i guess it's always ultimately about the kids but it really was you you know did you understand who you were as a as a teacher an educator and how you could be even more effective and continuously grow so hey thanks so much for for jumping on So that's a little bit about the journey, uh, I guess, you know, let go of your ego, let go of your fear, work like mad to understand the process, find some friends along the way, plan and pace yourself and stick to it. Uh, no one else is going to force you. No one else is going to oversee your progress. It starts with you wanting to begin and it ends with you reflecting on what you've become, really. Uh, then the waiting begins uh, when I just got off with uh, Betty off of the headphones. She had mentioned, man, I forgot to talk about the waiting for the scores in December and how you're just sitting there refreshing and wanting to make sure. And she ended up texting me as soon as she realized uh, she's got her scores. So I knew my scores were coming online. And you just wait for those results in December uh, for first-time candidates at least. Uh, but getting National Board Certified is rhapsodic. Uh, you become part of a tremendous and passionate group of educators that you take pride in. 3% of the country's educators have the letters NBCT after their names, and that's uh, that's saying something. One last little story. Um, during my candidacy, I was at a conference in Denver, and Betty and I were chatting about National Board in one of those large rooms with round tables, you know, draped in linen and glassware. And a teacher overheard us and she asked, are you guys going through the NBCT process right now? And I tried, and she says, uh, I tried to read the directions to it and just gave up. Um, for whatever reason, that statement sticks with me. I completely understood what she was saying. It's daunting and dense and you have to want a, the entire process. Even reading the instructions, like we were saying earlier, about certification is a testament to your convictions and your close reading skills. But this podcast is supposed to be an encouraging voice for you. Don't give up. Find out what it is you can do for yourself and for your students. Find out how reflective and risky you can be in the classroom. And find a new confidence in what you truly can become. I want to thank our special guest, National Board Certified uh, Betty Ayton, who made that journey with me. Um, such a remarkable one for both of us, I think. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Teaching Flashpoint. The Teaching Flashpoint podcast is produced courtesy of the Peak Studio, space designed for education staff and students by Avery Hedon, Lindsay Spence, Jillian Cherry, Tatum Gibson. It really is an awesome space to record. Um, our music is provided by Oboy for this podcast, and the Peak of uh, the Peak Studio here is located at Loveland High School in beautiful Loveland, Colorado. See you next time, guys.